2: Well, good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 276 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today, yeah, it's there's kind of a <laughs> to all of this today, <laughs> because once again, uh, we tried to do this from the other computer, but today, for some reason, it's the camera that will yeah. not work.
3: And Mike not... sounded great, though. Audio was perfect. There was just no video, and this is. While we were not live, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true, because yesterday it sounded good. Although, here's the thing it sounded better this morning than it did yesterday morning in the green room. Okay, so there's a step in the right direction. We just and need to get not, the visual.
2: I did not touch a thing. I know. I didn't even turn the computer off. I just put it on
3: sleep. Yeah, let's, nothing let's, should have changed. We'll we'll troubleshoot it this evening. We'll we'll do a reboot and we'll see if we can get the new the new mic operational and the the software and we'll see what we can do. We'll we'll make some magic somehow. Why do
2: inanimate objects not like me so suddenly? I, 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 don't, I don't know. know I, why. Uh,
3: solar flares, solar flares. That's the only thing I can come what
2: up with. What have I done to you? <laughs> oh, anyway, today recording day is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, and um, we actually have a little bit of snow on the ground here at the Beaver Lodge uh, last night around 11 o'clock. Big, big, wet, wet snow started uh, falling, and uh, just a, a, a light dusting, a light dusting, um, just enough to make it look a little wintry in December, finally, on the 19th. I'm old enough to remember a few weeks ago when the conservatives were laughing at us progressives because some people were talking about the future generations, uh, maybe knowing a white Christmas as a rare thing. Mm. If we do get a white Christmas, it's going to be barely. Mm. It it happens, people. It happens, right? So I can tell that to the Olympians who have been worrying for the last, what, 8, 12 years Mm. about whether or not, you know, stuff like bobsleigh and luge that they can't do indoors whether or not their sports are just going to disappear but 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 we're the we're the crazy ones right okay yeah uh (laughs) Beesh. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to fix my camera. Bear with me. I'll be, I'll be <laughs> just to it, goes, it goes into in, into the beaver verse. <laughs> All right, uh, a big thank you goes to our podcast funding sponsors: the Peppermaster, the Miss v Mysteries from Corvin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Tuesday morning nibble for you, but before we do anything else, let's ask Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health doing today, sir?
3: Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. I think my mental health is doing uh, pretty good, actually. I, I feel like I didn't sleep a wink, and I did. I got a, a full night's sleep, but it certainly didn't feel like it, so I don't. You know, every morning the last few weeks, I've waken up feeling like I haven't slept at all. feel like somebody beat the living hell out of me in my sleep. I've had rough dreams, though, so that might be what it is. I, pff, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but mental health-wise, I'm, I'm 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 doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, I just, here, check this out. Look at that. I'll just throw this on the screen real quickly. Looks like we did get some snow here in Canada's capital. I uh, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't look out the window. I just got up and started working right away.
2: Yeah, that's That's about what it looks like here, just that little dusting.
3: Well, you know, it'd be nice if it sticks around for the next few days, but I, I don't even know what the forecast is. Mm-hmm. It says mm-hmm. temps to drop, so that's promising, I guess. I we'll guess. see. We'll see. I'd like more oh. Christmas. And that's got nothing to do with the color of my skin, okay? It's it's not what it is. It's just no, it's snow. It's snow on the ground at Christmas time.
2: Hey, get there's ridiculous. some people, there are in some people's mouths. That song, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, takes on a whole different meaning. I'm just like, ah. I wish you were. You
3: very much are, sir. You very much are. Just
2: All right um kits as always because i had all my tabs set up on the other computer and had to rush over here i've got nothing set up so this one's going to be flying by the seat of my pants um fine we can do that we've done it before we'll do it uh i'm doing uh better Thank you very much. Uh, a lot of kits reached out uh, yesterday. Uh, Kit Dan, thank you, Kit uh, James. I haven't had a time, Kit Frankie. I haven't had a time to return uh, all of your messages, but I uh, know that I got them. And um, yeah. I, I thank you for taking uh, extra time to uh, reach out and make sure I'm okay. I, I am okay. I understand. Um, just hit a speed bump or two. Um, but I, I'm okay. Um, and, uh, yesterday was a better day and, um, I did have better perspective on a couple of things. That's uh, good. So, you know, the moments that I thought, um, I misperceived as my authority and my expertise not being respected was not necessarily the case. And, you know, mm. so
3: were you just hungry?
2: Like I knew ask? that, but I, but I didn't know that mm. during, that stuff, especially at three something in the morning when your mind is reeling. So, but I am doing better. Uh, my spirit is better. Um, uh, my mood is better. So, um, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate everything you have done. Um, and, uh, for, uh, and the Ray girl, um, yes, uh, you know how to put Once some again. sunshine in someone's day. Yeah. Once Just again, say so. We got a a lovely Christmas gift um, yesterday, so uh, thank you very much.
3: Um, All right. I have have something for you quickly here. Okay, absolutely. This is uh, uh, in the spirit of the season, and this is for people like um, the Conservative Party of Canada, Pierre Polyev, the Reform Party of Canada, actually, because let's face it, they're not the Conservative Party. And I posted, uh, I tweeted uh, a story from... um, Oh, sorry. It's the the National Observer uh, about the 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 merge. This right wing merger was a tragedy. It was written and released yesterday, December eighteenth. Yeah, that was yesterday. I had to double check. And this kind of falls in line with it. This tweet from Janie Godley, uh, who is, as it turns out, I'm not familiar with her, but I'm gonna I'm gonna follow her now. Uh, Spirit of Glasgow Comedy Award winner chosen by Sir Billy Connolly, actor, author, comic, hated by right-wing (laughs) transphobes. I like her already. (laughs) She posted this yesterday with, I I think this is Jacob Rees Moog, but I could be incorrect in, in, in uh, in the GIF. And you can't worship a baby in a manger if you ignore one in a food bank. And that's, you know, so here's where I go with that. You can't worship a baby in a manger if you refuse to feed children in school. Absolutely. And you know, he'll, Skip, you he will do something like he does at Easter. He is risen and then have his face. And I remember I showed that to my mother who is a, a, a very religious Catholic woman who goes to church every Sunday. She works, she volunteers at the church. I mean, my mom's, my mom's a super Catholic. Mm-hmm. And when I showed her the picture, you know, the one I'm talking about where it's the, yeah, yeah. It's the three crucifixes, he is risen and Pierre Polyev, your member of parliament I said, mom, this, and she just about lost it. She said, no, no, you do not do that. I'm like, exactly. That's who this person is. Like there's so many Canadians that do not recognize or understand or have been, been told who these people really are. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to start getting that message out there because if more, you know, my, my mom used to like Andrew Shear because he mm-hmm. used to go to her church. And then when she saw him giving thumbs up and high fives to the truckers, she's like, nope, he's dead to me now. I said, Mom, I told you, he's not a good person. She goes, but he always goes, I go, Mom, lots of people go to church that aren't good people. There are a lot of church going Christians that are not good people. Andrew Scheer is not a good person. Pierre Polyev is not a good person. They do not have Canadian interests in mind. I think, for the most part, Pierre Polyev is a Russian agent, a Russian asset. I mean, certainly looks like it. The paint by numbers is forming that that painting. So, anyway, uh, did you see? Did you see yesterday with the Pope what he did? Nope, not at all. Oh, let me see if I can find this. Will be you'll like this. Um, whoops, not uh, it, there's it's P O P E, not P O P R. <laughs> To look up that, look up the story. So, the Pope, um, uh, the Pope, uh, the people are outraged that Pope Francis has allowed blessing LGBTQ marriage. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he, he's he's blessing, he's like, that's it, the Lord wins in the end. Uh, Pope Francis, I'm oh, sorry, that's a different thing. I'm trying to find where he did it. The Catholic Church, uh. If you think the pope is pro-palestinian wait until you meet Jesus. I don't know I don't even know what that means. Dear straight people, you can ask LGBTQ people how they feel and what they think about the pope's announcement. You can tell us what you feel and think about it. You cannot tell us how we should feel or what we should think about it. And that's from Reverend Daniel, who is um, an Anglican, he's Anglican minister, I believe, is he not?
2: Uh, I believe so, yes. Yes.
3: Yeah, a, a married, uh, gay, married, uh, Anglican priest, yeah. Anglican priest, Reverend Daniel. I like what he has to say. I've been following him for a long time. He's a good guy. He's a really cool rev, cool rev. I call him cool rev.
2: Um, but yeah, yeah. They had uh, started talking about this back in October. I'm not sure if I hadn't mentioned it on the show, but, uh, yeah. Uh, around October 2nd, um, this is, uh, according to the CBC here, says uh, blessings for same-sex unions possible in Catholicism, Pope Francis wrote to conservative cardinals. So he's been telegraphing that this is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, he published, uh, let's see, he says on Monday, so probably around an early October, around the time this article was written or uh, end of September, published uh, a letter to cardinals. Oh, sorry. It, it, the Vatican published the letter, but the letter was written on July 11th. Mm-hmm after uh, receiving a list of five questions, or a dubia, what they call them, from a day earlier. In it, uh, Pope Francis suggested that such blessings could be studied if they didn't confuse the blessings with sacramental marriage. New Ways Ministry, which advocates for LGBTQ Catholics, said the letter, quote, significantly advances efforts to make LGBTQ Catholics welcome in the Church and is one big straw towards breaking the camel's back in their marginalization. The Vatican holds that marriage is an indissoluble union between man and a woman, as a result, it has long opposed gay marriage, but even Francis has voiced support, support for civil laws extending legal benefits to same-sex spouses, and Catholic priests in part of Europe have been blessing same-sex unions without Vatican censure. Um, so he basically says, it uh, calls for pastoral charity. Um, so the five cardinals all of them from prelates from all of them conservative prelates from Europe Asia Africa and the Americas had challenged Francis to affirm church teaching on gays women's ordination the authority of the pope and other issues in their letter and in his response Francis reiterated that marriage is a union between a man and a woman and that quote other forms of union realize it only in a partial and analogous way but he added that, quote, pastoral charity requires patience and understanding, and that priests cannot become judges, quote, who only deny, reject, and exclude. Quote, although there are situations that are not morally acceptable from an objective point of view, the same pastoral charity requires us not to simply treat as, quote, sinners or other people whose guilt or responsibility sorry, other people whose guilt or responsibility may be mitigated by various factors affecting subjective accountability. Pope Francis wrote, then adding that there's no need for diocese or bishops' conferences to turn such pastoral charity into fixed norms or protocols, saying the issue could be dealt with on a case-by-case basis, comma, because the life of the Church runs on channels beyond norms. The allowance for pastoral ministers to bless same-sex gender couples implies that the Church does indeed recognize that holy love can exist between same-gender couples, and the love of these couples mirrors the love of God. Uh, this is uh, francis de bernardo an executive director of the new waste ministry uh, said those recognitions while not completely what lgbtq plus catholics would want are an enormous advance towards fuller and more comprehensive equality now while this is a big step there is a little bit of separate but equal mm. going on
3: here um, but at it the is same a time church this is a huge step for the church right yes and it's it, again it, incremental
2: it's a, It's about as far as they can go mm-hmm. while still maintaining that initial position.
3: It, it it will change someday, I think. But you're going to need another pope like Pope Francis to push it along, push it, move it, move the needle forward. So will it happen in the next ten years? Doubtful. He is 87, so yeah, who knows? You know, the cardinals might just the next pope that gets elected. The cardinals might just go for somebody who is um, conservative. It, usually sometimes it swings, right?
2: Yeah,
3: um, but, but they do realize their numbers are dwindling. So in order to recruit more people, they need to be a little bit more inclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking when I say that. Yes. That and not if, meant in jest. And
2: if you go to any of the inclusive churches, um, the members of the LGBT, 2 LGBT plus community are uh, very, very, very involved members mm-hmm. and uh, do a lot of good there. So yeah. Um, it would be in the long-term interests of the church in order to be able to, to make that full change. Uh, but more recently, as you mentioned it, uh, it's now formal. This, what's the, 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 the change here over the past couple of days is that it, he has granted his formal approval, now it's not just a letter, to allowing Catholic priests to bless same-sex couples so long as they do not appear to endorse their marriage, making the church's most permissive decree yet on the issue of same-sex couples. This is according to NPR. The declaration published Monday in a new document called Fiducia Suplicans* on the pastoral meaning of blessings marks a major departure for the Vatican, which only two years ago had said God, quote, cannot bless sin in a controversial 2021 decision about same-sex couples. Mm. Monday's document was approved by Pope Francis. Still, the Vatican stressed that marriage remains exclusively between a man and a woman, and any priest granting a blessing to same-sex couples must avoid any form of confusion or scandal that could suggest otherwise. Um And this sort of follows a long path for him because it was 10 years ago that he was asked the question, and he famously replied, if someone is gay and searches for the Lord and has goodwill, who am I to judge? So we've gone from who am I to judge in 2013 to we can actually bless their love.
3: That's 10 years. It's a big jump for the church. It -hmm. really is. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean... Again, incremental movement, it's happening, but it's going to take a little bit longer. Here's something, this is interesting, Uh, check this tweet out from, uh, this uh, comment from Hugh. My mother-in-law was excommunicated for marrying a a Protestant, that was in 1965. My parents got married in 1966, my dad, Protestant, my mother, Catholic. Within a one-year time period, it switched from, you know, uh, you're going to be excommunicated, the church will kick you out for for marrying a Protestant. And I'm like, could there be two more similar belief systems? (laughs) Catholic and Protestant. What are the differences? Well, Protestant, you can get a divorce. Uh, You can also wear a condom. Hmm. Pretty much it. (laughs) Yes, there's a couple other ones, but for the most part, they're both Christian. They both believe in the, you know. So it's just the silliness of it all. It's, it's like that's why you know the whole Protestant Catholic uh, battle in Ireland. I just I just don't understand it, I, I and I never will. Mm-hmm. Look, I grew up in Canada, so how am I ever going to understand that? But I do have a, a tweet here I want to show you from oh. uh, from uh, Ted Liu. Are are we still on the same subject? Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. It's on the same subject. This is from Ted Liu, who is uh, somebody I've been following for a few years. Uh, Ted Liu, is he? Is he a congressman? Yes. Uh, yes, he is a congressman. I couldn't remember if he was a congressman or senator. Thank you to Pope Francis for recognizing that we are all God's children. Uh, being LGBTQ always has been a beautiful part of the magnificent creation that we call humanity. I don't know what your beliefs are. I'm not going to tell you what to believe, what to think, what to what to do. Uh, some people believe, some don't. But I think that's a pretty nice sentiment from from uh, from Ted. Mm, absolutely I, I, and, I think it's 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 a nice statement right period
2: mm, and and this issue of blessings does go uh, you know a little further uh in that for example um blessings may also be granted may be granted to same sex same-sex couples and other couples, quote, in irregular situations, such as divorced and remarried couples who are not granted annulments for their previous marriages, who, right. quote, do not claim a leg, legitimate 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 I'm having trouble with that word, legitimation of their own status, but who beg that all that is true, good, and humanly valid in their lives and their relationships be enriched, healed, and elevated by the presence of the Holy Spirit. God never turns away anyone who approaches Him. Ultimately, a blessing offers people a means to increase their trust in God. So that's the the uh, that's the angle they're coming from there. Uh, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a good move. Oh, sis, yes. somebody's, yeah, some Monty Python. It's Every sperm is sacred. Secret. Every sperm is good.
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny movie. You should watch it.
2: Is, is that the meaning of life? That one? Yes. Yeah. Meaning of life. Monty, yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. Hey, it, it's a step. It's a step. It's a step. Now we can do one of two things, right? As the gay community, we could say, not good enough, not fast enough, not enough, and use our hand and smack the church across the face. Or we can say, okay, you're not quite there yet, but hey, way to go. Let's give you some positive encouragement, some positive reinforcement so that you can take the next step. Yeah. All right. I'm going to choose to do positive reinforcement. Because you got to right- sell right choice i think yeah. honestly i mean we we're, we're, we're not there yet we're definitely not there yet but this is definitely better at this at least you know if our love can be blessed it makes us mu- makes it much harder to say to condemn us as individuals right or to look at us as less than human or less than deserving so you know uh, you take the win, you yes. say thank you, you celebrate for a day, and then Keep you roll working. up your sleeves and you go back to work. <laughs> but hey, you know, the, the trend is your friend. Mm-hmm. And between before 2013 and now,
3: decent trend. The needle has moved. You also got to remember the organization that you're trying to get to change their fundamental beliefs. Well, I don't believe system. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know if that's the right term, but you're moving up against.
2: Fundamental ideology, definitely.
3: You're trying to move a mountain, basically. Uh, It's centuries of belief, and and you're trying to get them to come into the 21st century. Actually, the 20th century, let alone the 21st. You know, it's, it's. Uh Huh? It's incremental. It's a good thing. It's a step in the right direction. Keep moving forward. (laughs) Is it enough? No, but you're not going to get it all overnight. It's just not. It's a a victory. Celebrate it. Let's keep working.
2: Absolutely. And um, since we're speaking on the issue of people who might be a little judgy, as the Catholic Church is making a step, well, you know, we have in New Brunswick and Saskatchewan some premiers who are wanting to punch down on trans children. Um, now the premier of New Brunswick, Blaine Higgs Mm -hmm. has been having a rather tough year. Well, he brought it on himself. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He had it coming. He had it coming. He only has himself to blame. Um, he punched down on trans kids and lost a couple of, uh, People in this caucus as a result of it. We talked about Dorothy Shepard, I believe her name was, who uh, wrote that little note right in the middle of a session of the, the legislature and says, you know, basically, I quit. <laughs> I'm out of here. And then a couple of other people followed. Um, and then it looked like he was going to call election, then not call election, call election, not call election. He's all over the place on that one, but he has to call one sometime before October. That's his deadline. Uh, And then he did that pension thing the other day uh, where had everybody uh, singing, na 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 na, hey, hey, goodbye. Well, now it turns out he's got another uh, bad mark on his record. According to uh, the CBC, posted yesterday New Brunswick's rapid journey from first to worst in preventing COVID deaths comes with few explanations months after celebrating covid success province posted canada's highest per capita death rate mm hmm According to data released by Statistics Canada last month, New Brunswick recorded 657 deaths caused by COVID-19 in 2022. The agency calculated the mortality rate to be 80.9 COVID deaths per 100,000 residents for the year, which is the highest recorded by any Canadian province or territory since vaccines became available in 2021. Wow. It also eclipsed the death rates of 47 of 50 U.S. states in 2022. So the worst mortality rate in Canada and 47. So basically in all of Canada and the United States, it's the fourth highest mortality rate out of about 420 million people,
3: 420 million,
2: 400 to 420 million people. If you add the population of both countries together, the fourth highest rate. Of COVID mortality,
3: mortality no, like three hundred million in the U.S.
2: There's, no, no, it's three hundred at least three hundred sixty. No, it's not that high.
3: Oh yeah. No,
2: no, 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 no. Yes. No, I don't think so. I'm, oh, sorry, so it's three hundred thirty-one. Okay, there you go. Okay, so about let's just say under four hundred million. Yeah. No, well that's that was like what, but that that's what? the twenty twenty-one system. So three hundred forty definitely according to the world worldometer current, Here you go. 340. So about 380 million people, um, comparatively in, yeah, comparatively in Canada, Alberta is the lowest at 34.4, but they also have the youngest age, mm-hmm. average age population. So, and COVID now is affecting the deaths are highest in the older community.
3: Well, uh, Trying to get an ambulance or an emergency department to be open in the province mm-hmm. of Alberta. But it's more than double. Alberta. Next one is British
2: Columbia at forty-one point nine. So it's not quite double British Columbia, but pretty much the same. So, um, but from no, so Alberta, British Columbia, PEI, Ontario, and Nova Scotia all have one uh, death by province per one hundred thousand population of below fifty. Then Manitoba comes in at fifty-two point four, Saskatchewan fifty-six point five, Newfoundland and Labrador fifty-six point seven, and then Quebec at seventy point seven, and New Brunswick at eighty point nine. There's something going on with those two provinces for them to have such disproportionate numbers. And when you consider that all of them together have a higher COVID death rate in 2022 than in 2021 and in 2020, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that COVID is supposed to be over, it's not. Um, That's alarming numbers that's absolutely alarm alarming numbers in alberta right the the median age is 35. so mm-hmm. it's no wonder it's not because danielle smith is like particularly good so w- w- when i keep no. telling you kids, justin trudeau is not the problem our premiers are the problem mm-hmm. this is it right here they are literally just Letting us die, and because they decided that they 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 figured it out that they're not going to be able to stop this, they just stopped reporting
3: regular numbers. That was Trump's take. You don't report a case, you don't have a case. So right now, right, just as much
2: as COVID was a big story when it was happening, Mm -hmm. when we were at the like the crux of it when we were all in law, lo- not lockdown, but you know, shelter at home. And, you know, we were giving supports and all of this, this story, the rate of people dying, because we were reporting on it daily, mm-hmm. should still be a daily story like it should was be. back then, because more are dying now than is the case. Yes. And,
3: you and, don't and now hear we have about vaccines, it. right? We have vaccines now and people yeah. are still dying. You don't hear about it. No. That's the provinces who've done that.
2: They tell you, make your own decisions, but they've taken away all information for you to make your own decision, and they don't talk about it. And because they don't talk about it, media has moved on. Mm-hmm. and then you get an article like this that pops up every now and then. But at this rate of death, it should be on the news every day like it was back then.: Yes, it should be. They just made it disappear. They're hiding their own incompetence. They know they cannot help you, and they know they will not help you. So they just let you die, and then they hope nobody will notice and nobody will get mad.
3: Kind of what's taking place here.
2: That is what's taking place. You got like, you got to call a thing a thing.
3: Yes, and this is what's taking place. And and remember who the premiers are. Remember New who Brunswick, they
2: are. Quebec. Ontario. In, the, in the top five, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, these are numbers pre-Wab Canoe, and Nova mm-hmm. Scotia. The only one that's not, and then Ontario, then PEI. So BC, NDP government among the lowest, and Newfoundland and Labrador, which is a liberal government, happens to be among the three highest. Mm. But everywhere else, one, two, four, five, six, and seven, we're all conservative governments, just letting you die, mm. letting your loved ones die. The premiers
3: are the problem. Mm-hmm. But but Pierre Polyev will turn around and blame the prime minister, because you know.
2: Oh no, he won't blame the prime minister. He doesn't even want to talk about this one. Oh, well, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> avoid this one altogether.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, All no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. The less we talk about this one, the better. <laughs> I, have
3: a, I have another thing I'd like to discuss with you this morning. We only got about 15 minutes left. Um, this one is near and dear to me. Uh, For a few different reasons. One being it was the area that I worked in for many, many years. And uh, the other aspect is something that I deal with every day. I'm going to show you this uh, tweet. Um, Let me show you this quickly, and then we can move on. Okay. This is something that is, like I said, near and dear to my heart because I worked in construction for 29 years. UK builders go woke. Study finds three quarters of tradesmen discuss their feelings with colleagues while two-thirds shun the fried breakfast and nearly half say they're history buffs. And the response to that is the tweet from Tom Jameson. Men talking to each other about their feelings, you ghoulish Fs, isn't woke, whatever that is. It's a brilliant thing that'll mean less suicides and less misery for more families, and they're allowed to read things too, other than shit newspapers, so please do F off. This is, this is toxicity at its highest level. Uh, a national newspaper in the UK is making fun of millennial construction workers who are in touch with their feelings, discuss their feelings, discuss their mental health, like to read, meditate, and do yoga. They're making fun of them because it's not manly enough. I met lots of guys like that when I was working construction. Yes, yes. They were not the most erudite of characters when they spoke, but they read a lot of books and they did exercise and they did talk about their feelings, especially the younger guys. And I will never forget one day I was on a course, a safety course, uh, one of, I've taken so many of them, I couldn't even tell you how many. And the young lad sitting next to me who was just starting with the company that I was working with, who was 22 years of age, looks at me and says, well, you know, I have, uh, he says, I have Asperger's, but I also have, um, uh, I want to say severe depression, but I could, I could be wrong about that. And I was kind of like, we don't discuss such things. My generation, we didn't talk about it. And, and that was such an eye opening moment for me where I realized this younger generation is in touch with this and they're not going to watch each other die and not say anything about it. They're going to raise awareness. They're going to talk about their feelings. They're going to talk about the things that they're going through. And they're going to save lives in the process. Mm-hmm. So it was an eye-opening moment for me, but it taught me so much. And it helped me to get to where I am today, to be so open to discuss this. That's why I have a whole channel on YouTube about it. And it literally is. That was my light bulb moment. That was the moment.
2: Kit Hughes has here. So all the things soldiers do in combat zones then, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like.
2: (laughs) Just. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Why? uh, Clearly clickbait. Yes. Yes. Clearly clickbait. Because that's not woke. That's just being human. Being human. You have a feeling and you're sharing it with someone like this. People who like to work with their hands also enjoy history or wow, learning about the God. world. They're they're full rounded human beings. They're not, they're not just Neanderthals who can lift heavy things. Yes. So See, they, they, there's plenty of people in the trades who love art. Mm-hmm who love opera, who love ballet, who love classical music, who love history, who like... This. The fact that you do, you practice a
3: trade doesn't mean that... It's your job, not your identity. Right. It's how you keep food on your table and a roof over your head, but they're going to make fun of people for that?
2: Well, look, my beaver sweetie is a PhD.
3: And he's in taking dentistry. carpentry. Carpentry. Yeah. Right? It's like well-rounded people. Your partner, who is a doctor, a doctor, is learning carpentry. It's called being well-rounded. Exactly, sir. And I have, I have a short one-minute video clip I want to show you, and then we can move on. Uh, this is a young man in the UK who really sums it up. And this is from a year ago, not even about yesterday's thing. That, and that was printed yesterday in the Daily Mail. This is from a year ago. And this young man, well, he nails it. Just watch this one-minute video.
4: Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm a GMB union rep in construction at HBC, Europe's largest construction site. And I've got a message for the Mail newspaper about your story calling us all woke. We work long hours in a manual job for long stretches away from our family and friends. We have the highest suicide rate among male occupations.
3: That's a fact.
4: It's not easy being away from your home and family, but I guess you wouldn't understand that. So if you think it's a laugh to take the mick out of us about yoga and meditation and other things, like our feelings, speaking to each other about our mental health, you need to give your head a wobble and get in the real world. Mental health's massive and people need to speak to each other. Talking to each other saves lives. Forget your diverse culture wars and your woke narratives, and we'll carry on looking out for each other here on our mental health at HPC. And uh, we'll carry on reading the proper newspaper as well, a working man's newspaper. And we absolutely love a breakfast.
3: So get your facts right. Boom. A young Boom. man Putting himself out there and letting people know we're not putting up with this garbage. Hmm.
2: Now I've got like you've made you've you've made me that. And now I've got the choice of two Easter eggs. <laughs> but as a result of this, I'll say this. Yeah, you know what? I'll save the second one for. I know which one I'm going to use. Um. Here. Uh, there's two things that I have. I hope that we have time for them. Um, the first one, uh, is just a quick little hit from me here. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, if you would want to put this up, cause, uh, I mentioned this a couple times on the show, but I never had a visual to actually prove it. Um, but, uh, Chris Young, mm-hmm. who's, uh, the, the nice man who I met at the iPolitics event a couple of weeks ago when I went to Ottawa to cover it, oh, yes. which I will have something, um, said, um. If he was concerned about something, he would have risen in the House of Parliament with a private member's bill. In 20 years as a parliamentarian, what exactly has he accomplished? And he's talking uh, about uh, Pierre Palliev because he posted the Housing Health Act. Did you know Canada's net federal debt has doubled since 2015? And mine was like, yeah, net federal debt rose $127 billion when he was last in government. And we had two recessions. And he didn't have a once-in-a-century global pandemic and offered no substantive supports to citizens during the 2008 crash. 20 years of Pierre Polyave, right? And then somebody said, and you honestly believe he has any say over such matters as a junior minister? According to you, he was in power for 20 years. Hey, he's the one who said he was a housing minister. Just saying. And that's where, you know, Mr. Young said, if he was concerned about something, he would have risen in the House of Parliament with a private member's bill in 20 years as a parliamentary. Mm -hmm. What has he accomplished? And it was a big fat zero. If you've got the visual up there.
3: Yeah. It's
2: Prior to becoming leader, he has sponsored a total of six bills. There has been one since. And if you look down from open parliament, these are all the bills that he sponsored. The only one that passed, if you look at the fourth one on the top, all the way at the right, because you see all that color on the bottom. So when you look yeah. at all the, all the other ones, that's how far each one of them has gone. So C-383, dead after first reading. C-414, dead after first reading. C-456, dead after first reading. c 350, dead after second reading, C 395, dead after first reading, C 356, dead after first reading. Nothing he's proposed got passed to second reading except for C 23, which, which was his unfair elections act, which led mm-hmm. to the undoing of his party's government. 20 years in government. That is all he has accomplished.
3: One thing that brought his government down.
2: That's all he's and accomplished.
3: And you want this guy to run the country? Eyes wide open, kids. It's
2: like The numbers don't lie. Six in 20 years. That's not even one every three years. He's literally just been sitting on the bench, smarming, collecting salary and benefits and building his own public profile so he can get to this moment. And all he has contributed over 20 years is toxicity, toxicity,
3: toxicity. That's it. That's it. Nothing more. All right. I'm putting a link in the chat here to a YouTube channel that some may find interesting. It's, um, it's called the B1M. It's about construction. And the guy who founded this channel is a major advocate for mental health and he started an organization to get more people in the trades and on construction sites talking about mental health because it is the highest suicide rate amongst male, male-dominated male workplaces. I mean, there's a lot of women that work in the trades, and I've worked with a lot of them, but it's, it's still heavily male-dominated. So it's called the B1M. It talks about construction, but it also talks about mental health because Fred, who worked in construction before he became a journalist— had mental health challenges. So I've, I've reached out to him a couple of times. I'd love to be able to get him on here, but he's, he's a busy, busy man, Mm -hmm. but there it's, it's the B1M. Go check it out on YouTube. If you have any interest in engineering construction design, he covers the biggest projects on earth and it's, it's a fascinating channel and he's very good at what he does and he's very engaging.
2: The other thing I wanted to talk about today, I hope we have enough time,
3: uh, five minutes. We don't have enough time. All right. Sorry. We went on a tangent. Well, you know what? No, we can go a little bit longer. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Uh, There's What's going on uh, in Quebec with uh, regards to the English languages universities? Uh, As you know, uh, the government of Quebec, which is completely flailing. At the moment, mm. because uh, right now, according to the latest polls, they're going to be dropping from the currency count of 80 something down to 19 if uh, an election was held today. Uh, so, of course, uh, Francois Legault is digging into the ethno-cultural uh, thing again. And so basically he's saying that it's Quebec universities in English that are making it so we're contributing to the fact that the French is declining in the city of Montreal, and therefore we must raise tuition rates really sky high and then take some of them, take some of that money and redistribute it to the French language universities. Now, there are only three English language universities in all of the province of Quebec, Concordia in Montreal, McGill in Montreal, an over 200-year-old institution, and Bishop's University in Lenoxville. Mm-hmm. Right. that's it. That's it. That's all there is. So, uh, and Bishop's University is a smaller university, which like, small. this would completely break them. Even McGill is talking about opening a satellite or remote campuses outside the provinces, outside mm-hmm. the province. Down. In, order in order to stay. afloat. Enrollment is already down twenty percent
3: at McGill. McGill and, could and be because of this. McGill, I say, would you could comparatively, uh, you could compare it to Harvard in this country. It's, it's that much of a prestigious institution. Yep. So it seems that the government, uh, has decided
2: now that rather than increase uh, tuition as high as it was, uh, they had planned, it's only going to go up 30% for students from other Canadian provinces from 9,000 to a minimum of 12,000 per year. The original proposal was an increase to 17,000. Oh, So magnanimous, so magnanimous, but right here it is. In addition to that, what they've done is that they have put a language requirement there. So basically, and and this doesn't matter what your language is, right? You could be a Francophone from another Mm -hmm. province who's coming. You're still getting dinged by this. So it has nothing to do specifically with French in one way, because if it was, they would ask you what your mother tongue is, or they would ask what your French proficiency is. And if that was the case, you wouldn't be charged the higher fee, Mm -hmm. right? So this is really just trying to kneecap the English language universities. Um, In addition to that, there is a requirement to reach level five or level six, according to what that is in Quebec uh, with regard to their French language skills. So you're coming to McGill university and "And now you must learn French. Now, you know that they also have this law that if you're moving to Quebec, you have to sort of like magically find a way if you're an immigrant to learn French within like six months somehow, or else, Mm -hmm. you know, you stop getting served in English. Um, Quebec says it wants institutions to ensure that from 2025-2026, 80% of new non-Quebec students enrolled in an English language program reach level five on the Quebec scale of French language proficiency by the end of their undergraduate degree. And she had that, uh, the minister, uh, Pascal Derry, adds um, that funding for universities could be cut if they do not reach this goal. Now, they have excluded Bishop's University from this target because it is so small, but not McGill and Concordia. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means in real life is that, for example, um, by the time they graduate, let's say you don't speak French at all, and you're coming to do a four-year degree in whatever, In addition to your four-year degree, once you graduate, you need to be able to understand information from a neighbor about activities planned for a neighborhood party, a description in a TV news report of the effects of a flood, a colleague's story about an overseas trip, a friend's explanation of her decision to accept a part-time job offer, or how to follow a roommate's instructions for paying the rent with a mobile app. You should be able to speak well enough to reserve a hotel room over the phone and inquire about the services offered, describe a health issue to a nurse on the provincial health phone line, recount to a friend, the high points of an outing Explain to a new work colleague, the procedure for filling out for filing for overtime or offer advice on the finding of accommodation to someone who has just arrived in Quebec. So this is the type of level of proficiency that you have to be able to do that, to do, to get that. Now, everybody's going, Oh, well, you know, why would it be unreasonable for someone to learn French? And you know, how can, how will it harm them? It doesn't. I mean, if you want to make the ability to learn French available, that's fine. But the way that they've done it is that in order to achieve that level of proficiency, you basically have to spend about two hours, 200 hours of instruction time in class in addition to your four-year degree which makes it such that you have to come back for one more semester. So you have to pay another half a year's tuition and your four-year degree that you can get anywhere else in Canada takes you four and a half years. And therefore enrollment drops. So it's not $17,000 per year, it's $12,000 per year, but you got to come back for another half semester. So you got to pay them another 6,000. And by the time you get there, when it starts in 2025, 2026, and after four years, there's probably a couple of tuition hikes that have happened by then. Now, why would anybody want to go somewhere when they have the choice of all the universities in the world where their four-year degree now takes four years and a half? and everybody else pays 9000 but you got to pay 12 and you got to stay for an extra semester we're not saying you can't but we've set it up to make it very unattractive so that you won't that's
3: that's the, that's the goal right
2: it's lawful but awful mm-hmm. and then the turning going going What's so wrong about it? it's the fine print. It's always the fine print, always the fine print. And Hey, I'm a Franco-Ontarian. Mm. I have no problem with people learning French. And my personal belief is if you live in Ontario, if you want to computer truly anywhere, if you want a truly bilingual Canada, if your home life is in English, you necessarily go to school in French. And if your home life's in French, you necessarily go to school in English. And within a generation, we will have a truly bilingual country. I do not understand why we do it the way we do it now. I, get to, I got to go to French language school in Ontario because my mother went to French language school because of hereditary rights. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you got all these people that are tripping over themselves to get into a good immersion program. Why not just make access to full French education to them? Oh, no, 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 we can't have that. Flip it around. How do you think I became so bilingual? Because it's like I went to a French school eight to nine hours a day of my life was immersed in French. So even though, even though it was English at home, you learned it. That should be the standard. So I have no problem with making people want to learn French. But you can't make it more expensive for them than anyone else and you can't make it take longer. That's just, and you certainly, if you want that as a government, then you need to fund those universities in order to be able to do it, not remove their funding, not charge them more and then take that money that's being charged additional and then redistribute it to Francophone universities who don't have that requirement because everybody there already speaks French.
3: Yeah. Another stupid
2: how much economic activity is generated for Quebec? How about your reputation on an international level? Mm-hmm. You look parochial on the world stage. It no longer. yeah. You know, there's only so long François Legault is going to be able to coast on. Quebec is one of the most tolerant places in North America. You're. It. It may be. The Quebecois may be, but you, sir, are not. Mm. You, this, you know that, that 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 saying. You know, so I, I've 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 met Mister Kennedy, and you, sir, are no Kennedy, John Kennedy. saying mm-hmm. like, I've met Quebecois, Monsieur Legault. You do not represent them. You do not represent the Quebecois people. I know. I'm just saying. That's just you're being weird, Premier. Why are you being weird? Ay. I don't. Seriously, I really don't. El twit, denies. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, that. Did go back to my franco-ontarian roots there.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just basically hey, twit. smarten up. <laughs> but in street french. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do. We <laughs> do we Got do. Kit Hugh. He's a clown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, kids and cubs. That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. Yeah, Kit P and C, I'm bilingual, but not by strong arming. This forcing someone to do something ever productive. Right? No,
3: it's not.
2: Right? It's not. I'm a proud Franco Ontarian because I fell in love with the language and the culture. But I was put in an environment that, you know, I learned that to fall in love with the language and the culture, not it's like you must, you know, so my mother took me to school one day, kindergarten, kindergarten. Principal said, um, son, Ma'am, your son doesn't speak French well enough for us to let him in. He'll never get through kindergarten. And all five foot three of her, 120 pounds, just turned on her heels and said, Isn't it your job to teach him? And then she was gone as quick as I tried, tried to catch her, say, uh, You got to take, and she was gone. So they were stuck with me. So they taught me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> she just dropped me off and said, Isn't it your job to teach him French? And she was gone. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Hey. Just put them in their place. So, uh, and my life, other than the gift of life, the gift of French is the most beautiful gift I have ever been given. There's a whole new world that's been opened to me and trust me, it has helped me immensely in my career. I mean, I was a translator for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I literally made my living off French. So, uh, yeah, you know, you don't have to sell people on the idea that more languages is a good thing anymore. It's 2023. We live in a global world.
3: Just make it easy for them to learn it. Don't make it a punishment. Go to Europe where everybody speaks. Most people in Europe speak multiple languages.
2: Yeah. Just don't make it a punishment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, we hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you because sharing is caring please let your peeps and poops know all about us and um, if you would like to not miss an episode you go to our pod page sponsored by the ray girl that is podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver lowercase letters all in one word and uh, that's where you will find the emergency hydration fund where you can keep us moist by making sure that we have beer and coffee and hot chocolate and Caesars and all that good stuff that uh, helps fuel this show. Or as we call them, staff. (laughs) I'm staff. Yes, but I can't drink you. (laughs) No. 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 No, exactly. So I want to
3: drink your blood. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. All right.
3: Also. Appropriate with the whole Romanian part. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Actually, and the family actually is from Transylvania. Yes. Region, so. Although my sweetie was born in Bucharest specifically, but going down to the roots. Remember, uh, if you like to uh, subscribe to stuff, the pod page. Like we said, once we have something fresh off the off the bandwidth, it'll come directly to you. And uh, if you like to subscribe to stuff, make like Kit Lane and go to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube page, which really jumped. Uh, we had like 500 mm-hmm. the other day and now we're like, last time I looked was like 519. It just went boom. So uh, whoever, I'm thinking that's probably due to Laura Babcock maybe promoting. <laughs> that must be her people yeah. coming on. Because uh, yes. uh, yesterday with all, the, all those joins as well, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. If you're going there, like, share, subscribe, make a like it, Elaine, and uh, help us get to 1000. We would really appreciate that. And uh, right over there for Mr. Grizzly's head, that was our coffee fund there. That's where you find our hard ration fund. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash uh, eager beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word took me a second there. Um, I was about to give the email address. Uh, and, uh, if you go there, you can leave us a little tip, but remember because it is the season only after you've taken care of all your gifts, only after you have done something nice for yourself, that you've done something good for the world, then if you have a couple of tunies left over, uh, we would be more than happy to have them. And, uh, you kids have been very generous to us this year. Thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, what else do we have? Our email Sorry is true beaver at gmail.com. Please write to us. Uh, let us know what it is that you like about the show, what you think we could do better, send us suggestions, topics. We love it. Uh, if you've got compliments, uh, you know, criticisms, as long as they're constructive, we're, you know, good, bad, or ugly, we want to hear it. So uh, please do uh, let us know. We love hearing from you there. And if you're listening on Apple, please give us some reviews. Stars, we like them. Five is a beautiful number, but hey you give us what you think we deserve from the beaver lodge this is your eager beaver saying it could be a tough world out there so uh please be kind and gentle with yourself and i'm seeing in the chat that our uh, <laughs> some of our kids are uh, showing us their french proficiency mostly in the swear words that they know but hey french is french <laughs> we'll take it uh mr
3: grizzly do you have some words of wisdom for us please I don't know if it's, it's not really Words of Wisdoms, but it Wisdoms. <laughs> I got some of that fancy book learning. I got my grade 12s. Um, this isn't, isn't Words of Wisdom, but it is good news. Oh, please. Uh, so you know how, uh, because we had to change our, our start and ending theme music mm-hmm. due to copyright claims and, and the the inability to monetize. And then I put some new stuff up, and I kept getting copyright claims against that. Well, I I disputed it, and um, look what happened. Hi, True North, Eagle Beaver Media. Good news. After reviewing your dispute, Epidemic Sound has decided to release their copyright claim on your YouTube video. Yay. Uh, I've gotten a few of these notifications. It's because I said to them, I disputed it, and said, I paid for this on a professional account that licenses the music for me to use it for this express purpose. We won
2: victory so
3: it's not wisdom but it's good news it
2: is very very good news and uh we have uh
3: we will have new music coming yes. but in the meantime this is what we'll be using and I, I don't want them to restrict our ability to to generate revenue off of it so. absolutely
2: and uh, a yeah, uh a friend of mine is uh, in the process of doing something he's got uh, most of the countdown music done and then hopefully we'll get uh, the uh, an actual opening theme all right cool mr grizzly please roll the credits
1: Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show.
2: You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. canadiantarot.com your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And the pepper master hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. When we say democracy is something that you do, and when you say uh, you talk about Generation Z and you say that the kids Mm -hmm. are all right, um, I want to introduce you to a young man in the United States who goes by the name of uh, Xander Moritz. Uh, He was named a 2022 LGBTQ Nation Hero of the Year, and uh, he had been targeted. By a lady named uh, Bridget Ziegler, who you may have heard is one of the co-founders of a group in the US called uh, Moms for Liberty. Um, and they're against liberty. And they're against liberty. He drew first media attention in 2022 when his high school principal told the out senior class president of Pineview School for the Gifted in Osprey, Florida, that any mention of LGBTQ plus issues, advocacy or sexual orientation in his valedictorian speech to graduating seniors would result in his microphone being silenced. So instead he delivered a thinly veiled graduation speech using his curly hair as an analogy for his sexual identity and the speech went viral after it was posted on youtube and uh, i will uh i don't, won't be able to post on the chat while the time that we're here what those links are but i will post it on our uh, on our twitter feed so uh, come and take a look at that he was then invited to deliver his original speech before the department of education and additionally he was one of several plaintiffs in a lawsuit challenging florida's don't say gay law and in March 2022, organized a headline-making student walkout. Ziegler, on the other hand, had championed Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill and is the leader of the so-called parents' rights movement. And she basically um, punched down on him for having done that. Well, now it turns out that uh, Bridget Ziegler's husband has been charged with rape. Or there were they're not charged, but there have been rape allegations against her husband, right. who is a Florida, the chair of the Florida GOP. His name is Christian Ziegler, and it has since come out that Bridget Ziegler has admitted that she, her husband, and her husband's accuser engaged in a consensual threesome over a year ago. It's consensual. Who cares? They're adults, right? Mm-hmm. But threesome, which means with the accuser, who's a woman, which means that. For a moment, she had some gay sex. Hmm.
3: Curious how that worked out.
2: So um, this young man attended a school board meeting and said this, and it is beautiful. It is clear. It is coherent. It is factual. It is logical. There is no embellishment. And he stayed on topic. And it is Think of Beauty kids. Please enjoy
0: Bridget, our first ever interaction was when you retweeted a hate article about me from The Nationalist while I was a Sarasota County school student. You are a reminder that some people view politics as a service to others, while some view it as an opportunity for themselves. On this board, you have spent public funds that could have been used to increase teacher pay to change our district lines for political gain, remove books from schools, target trans and queer children, erase black history, and elevate your political career all while sending your children to private schools because you do not believe in the public school system that you've been leading my question is why doesn't an elected official using our money to harm our students and our teachers for her gain seem to matter as much to us as her having a threesome does bridget ziegler you do not deserve to be on the sarasota county school board but you do not deserve to be removed from it for having a threesome That defeats the lesson we've been trying to teach you, which is that a politician's job is to serve their community, not to police personal lives. So, to be extra clear, Bridget, you deserve to be fired from your job because you are terrible at your job, (laughs) not because you had sex with a woman.
2: (laughs) And the sweatshirt he's wearing says, you give me the ich." Yeah. The kids are all right. Yeah, they are. Kids are right. Great.
0: They really are. Have a good day, kids. See ya.
1: I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.